0: All right, guys, welcome back to episode four of Brentwood Barbell Radio. And today we're going to be talking about um, general physical preparedness, or GPP. Uh, I really feel like this is Alex's episode, uh, so (laughs) he's going to do a whole lot of talking on this one. Yeah, man. Yeah, This is your jam. So um, we'll break this down for us. Let's talk about, I think, two great things to talk about first are... You know, what is GPP and what is SPP? And how do we know which is which? Right. So GPP,
1: we we try to utilize that a lot in the gym, especially for our people. So we want to build overall health, work capacity of somebody. So GPP stands for general physical preparedness. So if they're coming into the gym three days a week, they're squatting, they're pulling, they're pressing, they're getting all that work done. Some of this GPP work is going to be non-specific to that barbell work we're going to try to get them away from the barbell a little bit and we're just going to try to build up that work capacity so that they can leave the gym and be able to do some other things without you know being fatigued picking up something heavy every single day yeah (laughs) so they can kind of uh spread out their bandwidth a little bit uh this spp that's whenever so if somebody's a power lifter their spp is going to obviously be squat bench deadlift so that can work. You can definitely increase your squat bench and deadlift by squat benching and deadlifting all the time, but that works to a certain degree. Um, you know, people run into some of like the elbow tendonitis things, some shoulder pain, you know, just like, you know, loading the squat bar on your back every single day that doesn't always agree with everybody. So you kind of need to find some of these special exercises to kind of fill in those gaps and still build up those muscle groups without being so overly specific every single day
0: yeah i know you know at the gym you know we work primarily with we'll just say the general population right Right. uh and so you know they're primarily interested in some combination of like feeling good looking good uh being really sort of capable of doing you know whatever whatever's in their life um you know uh, but but not necessarily, like, chasing any of those to, like, the far end of the spectrum, right? right. So, like, everybody wants to be stronger, but only a few people are going to ever say, well, I'd like to wear a singlet and do a powerlifting meet, right? right? Or everybody wants to look better, but, you know, I don't think we have anybody that's going to get on stage in a pair of bikinis and oil up, right? Where those are, like, the, the far end of the spectrum, um, and we're we're sort of using, like, you know, some of those methodologies and some of those principles to... to uh, to write good training programs for uh, the general population. Right. Um, and so for us, like you know, we, we sort of refer to the bench press, the overhead press, the deadlift, and the squat as like the SPP in the gym. Uh, but that's purely because those exercises are very, you know, what we would call programmable or trainable. They produce this big uh, physical stimulus Uh, whether it's muscle growth or, uh, you know, fat burning or, you know, whatever we're specifically talking about. And so we just conveniently build build programs around those exercises, right? Right. Um, Whereas like your power lifter is going to have SPP that is, again, like you said, squat, bench, and deadlift, but that's for a whole different set of reasons, right? That's that's the sport. So if you're going to show up and do those things, well, then you've got to have some amount of specific preparation in your program leading up and you know classically you would see a program that gets more and more specific as like a competition got more and more near right right so we just sort of arbitrarily define gpp in the gym as everything other than those four lifts right right? and that could be like sort of like bodybuilding type stuff uh, like curls or press downs it could be calisthenic type stuff like push-ups and dips Uh, it could be like sort of like pseudo strongman kind of stuff where we do like Mm -hmm. yoke walks or tire flips or farmer carries, uh, any, anything really. Um, right. You know, and, and I think the, the reason there's a couple of reasons why we want those in our general programs, uh, you know, first and foremost, they just add like interest and engagement. Um, Right. Yeah. Switching some things up. You're seeing the other side of the room. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, we just don't have a lot of folks that would say, I only ever want a deadlift, Um, you know, uh, the deadlift is more of a means to an end rather than like the end goal itself, I guess. And so those other things really make programming more interesting for folks. Uh, It gives them different intensities, velocities, uh, loading uh, prescriptions, and so it just, it it changes lots of variables and keeps programming interesting. Um, So, you know, we came kind of from a model where we didn't do much of this stuff, right? It really was a lot of just those four exercises. Yeah. Um, And so we, you know, we really got to this point where we, our folks didn't have a lot of what we would call, you know, we, we, we lacked GPP, I think most Mm -hmm. of the people in the gym lacked GPP, unless they were just randomly getting it on their own and we had nothing to do with it. So what do you think some, like some potential problems are with, uh, you know, not having a good GPP base. Right, yeah, so,
1: you know, a lot of times people kind of, you know, say that their goal, you know, they have this arbitrary goal of squatting 300 pounds, 200 pounds, whatever it is. Squatting is only gonna get you so far towards that goal. We're definitely gonna be squatting in that program, but we kind of need to get you just in better shape anyway. We need to get you, get those muscles moving, get your knees feeling good, keep your knees feeling good, you know, by doing some sled work, doing some leg extensions and all that type of stuff. um, It's just gonna help us long-term get to that goal and kind of also just build up, uh, you know, through different rep ranges, like you said, different velocities and things like that.
0: Yeah, I I think, um, you know, one of the reasons that, uh, you know, I've seen, like personally, uh, there's a need is um, if you're in better shape, you can do more work. Right. And that work can be specific or it can be non-specific. It's really kind of dependent upon, you know, you and kind of your goals and and that kind of stuff. But if you're not in as good a shape, it really limits your ability to do work and uh, subsequently recover from the work that you that you do. Right. Right? So, yeah,
1: I mean, if you finish a session and, you know, you started out, you can do eight uh, split squats or whatever whatever it is, you can do eight split squats. And then at the end of that cycle or training period, you finish off and you can do 15 of them comfortably. That's not going to hurt your squat. <laughs> For sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think it's like, I can remember a time where it's like, if I saw like a, a uh, five by five squats at, you know, 75%, I was like, Oh gosh, that's a lot of work. Right. It's like, yep eh, actually yeah, right. you should you know it's it's not really uh yeah. i mean i'm not saying it's not a it's a good bit of work but like it's not yeah. um it shouldn't be scary when you see that prescription no. right like um you should be able to get through that amount of work um in in a somewhat timely manner right you shouldn't have to rest 12 yeah. minutes between your sets um to do no. that now yeah. so, for
1: resting more than that then you know, we got some issues to address within our program. <laughs>
0: For sure. Uh, and so, I, yeah, I think, you know, I think the the ability to do more work and recover from more work is useful. Um, I think another thing that uh, maybe, we well, we certainly haven't talked about it yet, but um, maybe that is misunderstood is that uh, if you're in better shape, uh, provided that you're you're also getting stronger, uh, you're... Um, your injury risk actually goes down, right? Like uh, right. one of the best ways to mitigate injury is to be, well there are two ways, One be strong and be in good shape. Um, and we know that strength training has this sort of protective function against injury, and then we also know that fatigue is one of the greatest sort of like predictors of injury, right? Yeah. So it's like if you can take an athlete and they can perform a certain amount of work and their fatigue is here, and then we work with them for a while and then we go back and re- revisit that same amount of work but now the fatigue is lower we have theoretically reduced their injury potential uh and it doesn't mean that they couldn't get hurt they could still certainly right. get hurt um because yeah. you can't prevent those types of things but uh you know i think we would want to you know uh do everything that we can to to sort of like tip the scale in our favors uh in, for sure. in that respect so Um, I think that's a big deal is having athletes that are, uh, that are, you know, in good shape. Right. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Like Louis says, weak things break for sure. For sure. So I think that's, that's certainly something to think about too. Um, you know, and, and we were talking earlier about doing more work. It's like, depending on a person's goal and how, you know, aggressive the goal is, uh, the, the amount of work to get that goal accomplished d- doesn't go down as you get closer, right? It, in fact, goes way up. Um, yeah. And sometimes, like, disproportionately, you have to put in a lot more work to get a little bit closer to that goal. Uh, and so that's where GPP can be really useful, or having a high level of GPP can be really useful, and that it allows you to, you know, get more out of that work that you're doing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're kind of filling in these gaps that the SPP stuff isn't really hitting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I think, you know, we don't, again, uh, this is all in the context of who we're talking to, but like, we don't have anybody that comes in and says, you know, I don't care how I feel. I don't care how I look. I want to squat 515. (laughs) Nobody has ever said that to me since I've opened the gym, right? It's always some combination of being a little stronger, feeling and looking a little better, being able to do the things I want to do. And so that prescription is you know really opens the door for like exercise selection and the things that we're going to put right. in that program um you know because we want that person to move in lots of different directions, lots of different speeds, different velocities, different contraction types um you know being some some things are heavy, some things are light, you know, and lots of things are in between and and that's a really useful way to to achieve kind of these uh, these broad general goals, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I think we got a decent idea of like GPP versus SPP. Um, and I, the only thing I really want to touch on there is that a person's goals are really going to determine which is which, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, like, for example, uh, Squat bench and deadlift are SPP for a power lifter, but squat bench and deadlift are GPP for a football player. Right. Right? Because the yep. football player's SPP is tackling, blocking, running routes, right. receiving, yeah. you know, uh, playing football, right? Um, it's the sport, and everything in the weight room for, for that guy is going to be GPP. Versus the powerlifting or Olympic weightlifting is a little bit unique in that some of the gym stuff is SPP and some of the gym stuff is GPP, right? Right. Uh, Okay, cool. So uh, I guess the last section that we want to get into is, like, let's run us through just a few ways at the gym that we program uh, GPP.
1: Yeah, so... In all of our programs, you know, you are going to finish the session. You come in, you do your, you know, two, maybe three barbell stuff. Typically it's two lifts. Then you're gonna finish that up. Then you're gonna go to the other side. You might pick up a sled and you're gonna run through your circuits. It might be a reverse sled, uh, chin up and tricep press down. That's just a random one. So we use that upper push, pull and then we also use a lower or trunk exercise within that circuit that's going to get us all the different rep ranges you can kind of if somebody is really really adamant about trying to get that first chin up then we can structure that circuit throughout the week to make that fit that goal um you know yeah deadlifts and all that you know that can still help your chin up kind of help get you towards that you know you're getting stronger overall but we need to really start working that movement to actually get to that chin up so maybe monday we're you know, you can do some negatives on Monday, Wednesday, you're going to do some lat pull downs, and then Friday, you're going to do some banded chin-ups. That's a solid week to start building up towards that chin-up. So, um, but yeah, that's how our, all of our GPP circuits are going to look. Um, kind of coming up with a few different ones where there's going to be more of like an EMOM based. So, you know, you're going to be running across the gym and you're going to, push a sled, then you might, you know, hop on the rower or you might jump on a box or whatever, loading a medicine ball. It might, it might be a variety of those things, but, um, that's more of a, you know, we're still kind of working on that part of it. I think that that part could definitely be fun, you know, kind of a partner thing, but 99% of the gym right now, we run through circuits, try to finish that up in, you know, 15 minutes while, while our SPP stuff makes the majority up of the program, you might be over on the barbell side for 40 minutes, but you're gonna, you know, finish up your session 15 ish minutes and knock out that GPP, get your heart rate up, get a good pump, and then head out.
0: Yeah, I, I think you know we definitely use uh, circuit format a lot because it, it works. It's simple. Yep. It's uh, it's engaging. Like most people, kind of like circuit type stuff. They're sweaty. They're out of breath. Um, another one that I have been doing a lot lately is just to pick a single exercise uh, like a wide grip lap pulldown and just five minutes max repetitions uh, you know yeah. and I'll set some sort of like arbitrary rep per minute or imam goal uh, so like for example if I do five minutes of an exercise I'll shoot for a hundred reps in five minutes so it's like 20 reps a minute so a couple of things are happening there one it can't be a heavy exercise because' Right. You can't do a hundred heavy repetitions in five minutes. Yeah, yeah. So you're yeah, already you're doing it with chin ups. Yeah, <laughs> right. You're you're already limiting like you know the athlete from sort of like beating the crap out of themselves. Um, yeah. Second is like it is like it it's like a wicked sort of like blood flow pump sort of oh, yeah. uh, protocol <laughs> for like a
1: given a so, little little bit of that mental toughness. Oh my gosh, man! It's
0: like yeah, because you're not necessarily done because you're out of breath. I mean, there is that part of it, but it's yeah. like that muscle group, whatever it, it happens to be, is just like on fire. Yeah. Um, and so I like that a lot for um, one, building muscle, building, you know, mm-hmm. GPP work capacity. Um, it's also like, it's actually a, w- a way to recover, um, you know, because there is so much blood flow involved. Right. now, if you do this out of the gate the first time, like you might be really sore, uh, so yeah. I wouldn't necessarily recommend someone just randomly go do 100 reps or something. But like if they've built up to that point, like that amount of blood flow is is actually uh, really helps. Like, for example, one that I use a lot is like if I do like a squat workout, the next day I might do 100 reps on the hack squat, like with no weight. Yep. And it's like, yeah, my legs are burning and they're like really on fire. But like an hour later, I feel nothing. I, in fact, I yeah. feel that's the point. Like I feel like I didn't squat the day before um yeah. you know uh which is awesome uh so i think there's a lot of ways to go about this stuff and um you know really i don't measure it so much in terms of like you know is my lat pull down 100 rep 5 minute weight going up uh yeah I, you know you can measure that sure but uh it's it's more like a, a plus or a minus did i do it or did i not do it yeah um, sure. and i think that's a for most people that's a really good way to just kind of um keep track of your gpp right am i doing it or not yes or no don't overthink it it doesn't have to be complicated uh it shouldn't limit uh you know your other stuff uh your your Mm -hmm. primary strength training or your spp um and as long as you're kind of checking those boxes i think uh, i think you're putting yourself in position to uh, make progress for a you know a pretty long period of time yeah yeah cool um you got anything else Uh, on the topic of gpp i think that was a pretty good overview without getting
1: too too much into the nitty-gritty
0: okay cool um so i guess the takeaway here is do your gpp yep don't skip it all right guys uh i think that's it for this episode of brentwood barbell radio uh we'll be coming at you soon have a good one see you